Granny Hawker and Big Swing. And for the 106th time, that's 106 since the name change, since Attitude Era Live became live every single Monday. We are here on Monday night again, um, you know, during the Home Run Derby, during Monday Night Raw, the, the trio. Uh, of the icon, myself, and Granny Hulkster. Uh, I'm doing double duty here um, just because of my ESPN duties. Um, but uh, I will be on for a majority of the show, so don't worry about that. Uh, but, yeah, we got icon, we got Granny with us, and episode 106 is underway. Real quick here, uh, I also want to uh, welcome aboard a new advertiser that we have on. Uh, Skyline uh, uh, Consulting and Accounting, Uh, you can reach them at 701-207-0201, and you can email them at skylineca at outlook.com, that's S-K-Y-L-I-N-E-C-A at outlook.com, tell them Attitude Air Live sent you, they will get you hooked up for all your... uh, consulting and accounting <clears throat> needs. So we want to thank them for joining Attitude Live in our commercial sponsorship package. Thank you. Good. And tell them a um and tell them to uh make a uh, uh an audio clip um and we'll play it like we do with the heart one. Right, and we might have to do that for them and produce it. I'm in the early development stage of that, that. So if you if you want to do it, I'll get all the rest of the uh, information. So if you want to put together a little commercial for them, we can do that. Yeah, I certainly will do it. I mean, it's always good to have. Uh, I, I mean, my sports show every morning has 
you know, four or five different, you know, commercials and things like that before we ever get on the air. Of course, they're all paid for, you know, they're like car dealership commercials and all that crap. But, but yeah, they usually have different things that come on and, uh, you know, we're, we're glad to have whoever wants to sponsor us. We're glad to give you guys the recognition as well. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the number one wrestling podcast, at least on blog talk radio, I want to go as far as to say on the entire internet, but, uh, again, I can't back up that claim yet. I don't have facts in front of me. Um, but, but yeah, we definitely are a name that the independent cycle has heard of, uh, you know, uh, wrestlers are, are clamoring to get on the show. Icon has done a very good job at booking, but his job as booker is getting more and more easy uh, because people are coming to him now saying, Hey, when can I get on and how can I get on? So uh, making waves as usual. Uh, and that's what we continue to do here. Uh, we don't really have, see, I've had a lot of people asking me, what are we going to do? Like cool stuff, like segments and, you know, different kind of funny things here and there and, and do different stuff like we used to do when we were off the ropes. But the question is, when are we going to get the time? Because this show has transitioned from, you know, the, the show to come on again, when we first started as off the ropes, we were a show that was designed to go on and bitch about the WWE and how, and how bad they've become. And just to go on and complain because oftentimes the best radio and the funniest radio is when you go on and you complain about things. So that's what we went on. We wanted to do. Uh, now, we we come on and we we actually talk to wrestlers and and managers and promoters and referees and we've even talked to some movie stars, TV show stars, you know, former baseball players. I mean, we we've talked to a whole diversity of people. We often have three guests, and in a two-hour time slot, uh, commercial-free, which is what we've been blessed to get because most of the time uh, you don't get a commercial-free slot for this stuff. Uh, we just don't get a whole lot of time if we want to have some sort of a quality interview with the person. Like, like, put it this way, like my show in the mornings, yes, each hour is broken up into 12-minute segments. So you've got 12 minutes, then a you know three-minute local, uh, three-minute national commercial, one-minute local commercial, then 12 minutes, then three-minute national commercial, two-minute, you know, uh, one-minute, you know, local commercial, whatever it needs to be. So you break them up into those segments and the show doesn't feel quite as long. This show might feel long because we're just nonstop talking for two hours, uh, but we, it's really not all that much time when you're trying to have an in-depth interview with somebody. Uh, so that's why we've, we've sort of transitioned to the interview show. Um, and, you know, it's, it's an extra $100 or something like that to be able to have a longer time slot, like a four-hour slot or something. So we don't need to worry about having that right now. Um, but... Yeah. So, guys, uh, Icon, go ahead. And speaking of interviews, uh, tell them who we got coming on here tonight that um, Granny and I are mostly going to be talking to. Again, Icon is on vacation right now. Uh, he's about a couple hundred miles to the west uh, in in, uh, in his home state there. So not quite sure what he's doing out there. He can explain it to you. But uh, just let him know you are on the phone. You are calling in from from away from, you know, away from home. That's why the quality is not great. And uh, tell them who we got coming on tonight. Well, we have a couple returning guests, and we have a brand new guest. Uh, we have uh, Curious Lesser. I don't know if you remember uh, her. Uh, we had her on with her dad 
uh, back in the day. Um, and uh, oh, we we're did. just going to have her okay. on this time. And uh, if you guys also remember, uh, we had uh, 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 Todd Phillips. Um, okay, and, yeah. Uh, we're going to have Jerry Bit. And we're gonna have Jerry Bishop on with us uh, this week. So Ooh, Jerry Bishop, okay. Superstar. And I also want to pitch uh, since he, you know, he is nice enough uh, to uh, let us join his show, and you guys can mention that if you want to or not. But uh, on Garber's show, he has made me the head booker. I'm still waiting for the check. But yeah. next week we're on his show, Sunday night we're gonna have. Uh, the the rest of the glow girls are on with us, and we also are going to have a real interesting guest out there. And he, this guy, I'll tell you what, this guy may, just makes me nervous whenever I talk to the guy. And he is going to join us. And let me get well, the notes for the name. I can, let, let me ask you: Are we so at this point? Are we basically, are we basically annexing Jordan Garber's show like Texas annexed New Mexico and Louisiana? Something like that, yeah, basically. So his show's like an extension of ours now, or how is this working? Because, I mean, I know how I know how Jordan is. He does work in the industry, and he is, you know, serious about what he does. I mean, does he have any indication uh, of of the the heist that's coming? Well, what's going on with him is, you know, not that I'm bragging. Well, I guess you could call it bragging, but we yeah, have bragging is fine. From the, yeah, we have we have guest booked from now until next July. We have our guest booked out a year. year in advance right now. Yeah. Wow. Thanks to me. Okay. And uh, there's wrestlers that want to get on an interview, and they'll get on with us eventually, but they want to start pitching stuff now and they may be on Garber's show but they let people know about our show. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so if they want to pitch something early, you know, a match that's coming or something like that, getting on his show might be a, a quicker avenue to do something that they want to do right now. Okay, I mean, that makes sense. Sure. Um, I guess I just... Uh, I don't know. I mean, Jordan shows good. It's great. Don't get me wrong. Um, Jordan, Jordan puts on a quality product. Uh, I just, I don't know, you know, I'm not quite as in the loop with the whole thing because usually I'm, I'm uh, doing different stuff on Sunday, especially during football season. When that starts up, I'm going to be pretty tied up uh, with Sunday night football. So I won't really have too much of a chance to do that, but um, I mean, that's cool. Now last night, Icon, you mentioned it, and, and Granny Granny was the one who was on with him. It seems like we're playing Jordan Garber show tag here, and it seems like it's always a different one of us every week. But uh, Granny was on with him last night, and they spoke to Al Snow. Now, if I remember correctly, didn't Al Snow, hasn't he rescheduled with us two or three times now? Well, what happened with him, and see, I knew this when I booked him, that he has uh, a class that he teaches, like an adult learning class on Mondays. And he said if, you know, he can get, if his class gets over early enough, he can be on. If not, that takes precedence, which I understand. Okay. So he's not just blowing us off and going on his show. 
Right, correct. All right. See, that's what I was a little confused about because I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, we have two hours of live airtime, like live airtime. Like, I mean, if you're clicking on this on the internet for the full two hours, you can listen to what we're talking about. Jordan's show, and again, not knocking Jordan at all. Jordan's, you know, great, and his show is his thing, but Jordan's is a half an hour live. Yes, he goes for the full two hours, but once that 30 minutes ends, the, the stream cuts off, and you can't listen to it until it's uploaded to Blog Talk you know, a few hours later or maybe even the next day, then you can go on and listen to the full thing as an upload. But you can't necessarily listen to the whole thing live. So, you, you know, that, that's why I'm wondering, like, if, if people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to go on Sunday instead. I'm like, well, why? You have more of a platform, more of an avenue and more time with us. Um, but, I mean, I mean, in, in Al's case, then, I, I get it about the class. I mean, obviously, that does take precedence. I'm not going to be upset with him about that. But, uh, I, I just know that, you know, if, if wrestlers do want, you know, a 25, 30 minute slot to come on and talk to us, they can get it here where they might get, you know, five to seven minutes on his program uh, if they want to be live, that is. So that's that's the difference. And that's why we call it Attitude Era Live, because every week we're two hours live on the air, commercial free. Uh, so. And we can start doing commercials if that's easier, like in between, if if you guys want, I mean, in between each person, I, I can run, I can go on into the archives here in the computer and I can pull up two, three, four, you know, national advertisements um, that are brought to you by, you know, whatever the something society of America or the this or the that, or, you know what I'm saying? I can pull, I can put those in to give it more of a real radio feel if you guys want. Uh, but it's really, really up to you. It's really what you guys, uh, you know, want to do with it. So, because I mean, there's plenty, plenty of different scenarios that we can use. But either way, we'll discuss that off the air because we are using valuable time. Uh, Granny, you had mentioned the other day, uh, and that's fine. Um, Granny, you had mentioned the other day uh, your son. Um, is everything okay with him? I know he was in the hospital for a little bit. Well, yeah, um, I actually got back from Las Vegas last Tuesday, and he was actually at the ER as soon as I landed. I had a couple voicemail messages, and one of them I couldn't even understand. And so my husband picked me up at the airport, and long story short, I dropped my husband off at his my son's apartment, and, and I went to the hospital. Everything seemed to be fine, so they sent him home, and he kept saying... Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, um, I'm just a continued disappointment to you and dad all the time. I can't do anything right. Well, he you know, he has mental health problems, so he felt like uh, his meds weren't working. So Wednesday I took him and talked to a therapist, and uh, they actually admitted him to a uh, psychiatric unit for a few days and had to kind of adjust some of his Medicaid, one of his medicines, and he actually got to come home today, and he is a lot better. He was more himself today than he was when I saw him Saturday. So I appreciate oh, everybody's good. prayers and, and well wishes for Anthony, but, you know, he is home. So um, he came home oh, today. Good. So. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, um, I do have, by the way, Icon, our first caller on. It's supposed to be a 516 number, right? Right, right. A, fe- a fellow New Yorker like myself um, is on with us, so... 
a uh, I, I'm not going to give out the county or any of that. I don't know how sensitive they are about that stuff. So, but it is a fellow New Yorker like myself. So, Icon, I am going to step aside because I do have the National League home run derby that I have to finish here on the ESPN Airways. So, uh, I am going to be in and out um, for the majority of this one, but I'm going to put them on and let you do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. We have a return combatant to Attitude Air Live. She is no longer the lesser known of the independent wrestlers. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Kira's Lesser. How are you? I'm good. Well, hey, welcome back to the show. Good to have you. (laughs) Thank you. So uh, tell us real quick, now that I've introduced you, and I know that was the best in-ring introduction you've ever had because there's nothing better, uh, if you want to give us a little back, bit of background about yourself, then we'll chat with you. Um, a little bit of background about myself? Well, pretty much uh, I grew up in New York. I always watched wrestling as a kid, and I love horror movies and art. And I just kind of combine all those things into the hobbies and the lifestyle that I have. That's awesome. And if I'm not mistaken, your father is a wrestler as well. Is that correct? Yep. He's Rage. He's Rage Lesser. Now, was it him that got you in the business or him wanting, uh, or because he's in the business, you want to get in the business? Or when you said that you were thinking about getting in the business because he's in it, did you say, no, no, go be a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist or something like that. See, what's funny is, you know, you would think because I'm the daughter and he's the dad, he'd be like, no, you know. But uh, he was actually like, oh, my God, yeah, that would be a cool idea because I said I wanted to walk him in. And he said, okay, you should start going to practice and then you could be my valet. And then it happened and, I, you know, we've been a team ever since. And how long has that team been together? Uh, me and him have been together for, it's going to be three years this month. And what is your mom's thought on all this? Um, At first she was a little nervous because, you know, it's one thing when, like, a fully grown man goes into the ring and is like, okay, you know, if he gets hurt, it's scary. But then, you know, my, my little daughter going in, it's kind of really scary. But, um... She became really supportive of it when she started seeing that wrestling got me, like, out of my shell and made me very confident and happy. And she liked how it made me and my dad bond a lot. And if I'm not mistaken, also, your your name is Chaos. Is that correct? Yeah. And how did – I'm going to ask you a few more questions, then we'll go around the room here. Uh, it's probably going to be me and Granny for a little bit because uh, Jordan's doing uh, – not Jordan. Uh, Big Swing is doing double duty. But how did the name Chaos come to be? Honestly, like, I was thinking of words that kind of go with rage, and I was like, okay, you know, what what impacts – you know, what's, what's associated with rage? Because uh, when my brother, for a short amount of time, wanted to do it, he wanted to be Riot. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to take the name Riot. And then I was thinking names like that. And I said Chaos. And then my aunt said, your name starts with a K. Why not put it with a K? Awesome. <laughs> now, 
when you uh, when you and your dad wrestle, would you guys consider yourself baby faces, heels, in betweens, or are you going to let the crowd decide what you're going to be? Well, for a while, we've definitely been baby faces, you know, high fiving everybody and stuff. But we do we do like to get our hands dirty, and we get very tough when we have to. Well, I'm going to introduce. Well, you remember Granny, so uh, <laughs> Granny, what do you got for our what do you got for our guest here? Chaos Lesnar, we have with us. We have about 25 minutes left with Chaos. Go ahead. Well, Granny. hello. It's great. It's great to have you on again. Uh, welcome back. We're glad to have you here tonight. Um, what has been one of your most interesting matches that you've done in your career? I would say the one, the second match I had with uh, Rage and Coach Mamone, because it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions. You know, it was a career versus mustache match, and I, I just fell in love at first sight with that mustache. So I, I couldn't have him get it shaven off. So it started uh-huh. a whole relationship between me and Coach Mamone, but sadly we're broken up now. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, I'm sorry that happened, but it sounded like it was an interesting match, I'll tell you, so. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What has been, um, uh, you know, everybody, you know, has their, their idols, their mentors, you know, things like that. What, I mean, other than, besides your dad, I mean, who has been your most, um, interesting, you know, mentor or trainer, you know, who, you know, who, you know, who kind of, besides, like I said, besides your dad, who helped you maybe, is there somebody that you really, really liked in the business that, wow, you know, I I really would like to follow them or, or get to know them or, you know, have them help me become a wrestler. I mean, who's, you know, who's been your, your, one of your mentors other than your dad, you know? Well, the guy that trained me was uh, Kono from FCW. He still trains me today. And mm-hmm. honestly, like, anytime he would, uh, you know, train me and everybody else, he he's very passionate about wrestling. So you notice, like, he, he gets excited when he has an idea, and he's like, ooh, why don't you try this? It would look really cool. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it was very encouraging to have someone like that to constantly get me to like push my boundaries and stuff. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's a, that's well, really have, great. So. We have Chaos Lester Lester here as our guest here. We got about uh, well, we got about twenty two minutes. So <clears throat> I don't know if Big Spring I don't know if Big Spring is back, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a few more questions and we'll go to Big Spring when he when he comes back. So, with you and your father doing the whole wrestling thing, now, my question is, you are, uh, you're, uh, if you'd be willing to reveal how old you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm 21. You're 21. So, let me ask you this. If, and you were, you obviously uh, know a lot of male wrestlers and you work with a lot of male wrestlers, correct? Yeah. Let me ask you this: If uh, one of your one of your male wrestling coworkers uh, 
finds you attractive and this and that and the other. Uh, is that something that you can handle on your own if they if you want to date another wrestler? Or do they have to ask your dad's permission and go into the ring with them and get their ass kicked first? <laughs> well, honestly, usually what happens is if I have a crush on a wrestler, I'll tell my dad and my mom, and they'll be like, oh, okay. And, like, usually, as long as my dad knows, like, oh, yeah, I've, I've trained with him or I've seen him around, you know, he's a good person. But sometimes it's like, oh, God, that knucklehead. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if if you told your dad that uh, you had a big crush on the icon, because I know you do, I want to, you know, I want to start dating him. What would he say? <laughs> I think it would be a big concern. <laughs> well, oh, my. <laughs> well, 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 good. There's a Bruce to the ego. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get <laughs>
or like cry or something. <laughs> I'm kind of a soft. She doesn't want to make him cry. Hmm. So, well, like, I, I mean, I get it. Um, but yeah, okay, all right. Well, see, now well, she's okay, my type so, of girl, big swing, because well, she likes to be in face because she don't like to make the kids cry. So that's my type of girl right there. And, and I mean, I get it. And, you know, if you're going to be a specific character or a specific type of character, you've got to stay in character. So if you're going to be the heel, you know, at least when you're out in the arena – you know, and they cry, you got to keep that straight face and not care if they cry. And then if you go back in the locker room and bawl your eyes out because you made them cry, then that's whatever. But as long as you're on camera, <laughs> you have to keep that persona. So if you don't feel um, yeah. like you could do that, then, then that's and that's totally fine to be face. Um, do you have a particular, I mean, chaos. When I hear the name chaos, I think, obviously, chaos, chaotic, you know, whatever. Do, do you feel um, that you enjoy those kind of matches, chaotic situations, hardcore matches, you know, uh, uh, battle royals, brawl for alls kind of things, or or do you feel like, you know, your style is better one-on-one? I mean, what what is your favorite type of match to be in? Um, honestly, I like things with a very well-done story. You know what I mean? Like, I like things that actually feel like it's people fighting and having an actual uh, debate or whatever over something. And I also like when things have uh, props or, or something to fight over rather than it just being, oh, this guy fought that guy, whatever. Like, I like when things are spiced up with crazy moves or, like, if there's a ladder or something like that. I like when it's a little crazier, but not, not too much, but definitely enough chaos to get it in the show. <laughs> Did you have coming up, um, you know, when you were – uh, obviously, I'm assuming you were a fan of wrestling for a while. Did you have any, um, uh, you know, idols or anybody you looked up to or any wrestlers that you maybe, you know, uh, sort of modeled your style after or anybody that you looked up to uh, when you were watching wrestling? Or I mean, who were some of your favorites? Um, my favorites have been, like, all throughout the years. So I like back in, like, the Attitude Era and stuff, I liked um, Lita, Stone Cold, Undertaker, people like that. And then the recent ones, I like uh, Paige. Okay, nice. Now, what is your opinion of Alexa Bliss? I think she's very pretty. Um, Mm. That's one thing. I always get jealous of her hair. I like her hair. You know, she she seems like a good wrestler. She's the best. She's the goddess, you know. Um, she's she's uh, yeah. Uh, Alexa. Well, I mean, hair hair is one thing, but I mean her style. Like you know how I noticed how I, you got to keep that persona on when you're on camera. She is yeah. based. I know again, I've never met her unfortunately, but um, based on what I've heard, she's like the sweetest human being on planet Earth. Like when she's outside of of work, she's like you know the nicest person. Like everyone loves her. But when she's on camera, obviously, you know the persona that she puts on. Um, when you see, you know, when, when you see wrestlers that do that, because I'm assuming being a face, you, you fight heels a lot. Is there anybody mm-hmm. that you you just love to get in the ring with and be like, listen, 
I, I'm, I'm going to kick her ass. Like, I just, she annoys me. I can't stand her. Every time I get in the ring with her, you're just swinging for the fences. <laughs> well, honestly, most of the time, if it's a heel, I kind of, like, in my head, think of things that annoy me about their character specifically. And then I kind of, I, I live off of that. So, like, one time I was on the mic with uh, Candy Cartwright, and, like, I was thinking of how her character always, like, shouts and, and giggles, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so annoying. I hate her. You know what I mean? You, like, get into that that type of feeling. So, like, even with some of the heels that, let's say, I love them as a person, I think in my head, okay, what's something about them that's, like, really annoying? And I just focus on that the whole time. <laughs> Nice, yeah, which is good because that that puts a lot of, um, you know, emotion into the match more so than kind of just going through the motions and, and kind of just going out and doing it. If if you actually can bring yourself to, uh, even if you love them backstage, if you can bring yourself to hate that person when you're in that squared circle, uh, oftentimes it, it's a better match. You know? so, yeah. so it's good that you're able to, able to do that. Yeah, it's hard for me to hate somebody, but it's easy for me to get annoyed by somebody. Well, well, your character, though, your character can hate somebody. You might not be able oh, to, but, okay. yeah, rest, wrestlers have – wrestlers tend to have a split personality a lot of times. You know, who you see on TV, nine times out of ten and oftentimes ten times out of ten is not who they are, uh, you know, backstage. So, you know, That's even if even if you as a person don't hate somebody – Chaos can maybe hate somebody, and oftentimes that makes a better match because if there's emotion there, if the fans can tell that there's genuine dislike between two characters, oftentimes you know the the, the match is more high profile and it keeps you on the edge of your seat more often, uh, which is which is why I I loved the Attitude Era. Uh, I mean, again, I'm a little older than you, um, but I you know I love I love the Attitude Era for that reason because it was just so much emotion and all the characters who were heels and who were faces. Absolutely, just as far as you could tell, if you were just running the mill and just turned it on and weren't following the storyline, you'd be like, "Wow, these guys really hate each other," and and that's yeah. oftentimes what makes yeah. it exciting. So, but anyways, okay. um, chaos clusters, our guest here. We got about ten minutes left here with chaos. Uh, so I'm going to kind of go back and kind of circle around. One thing I like to ask all our independent wrestlers that's on the show here, uh, and no one ever seems to answer it the same way, so I'm going to put it to you. Now, you know, you mentioned you like Paige, so I'm sure you've seen the movie Fighting With My Family, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, in lieu of that, let's say let's say that the WWE were to call you and offer you that million-dollar contract. We know you're going to get there eventually because you got the drive to do that. So here's my question. I'll put it to you, two-part question. One, if you get to the WWE, you know, they control all aspects of your life. You do this, you can't do this. You say this, you can't say this. You go here, you can't go there. You can't talk to these people. You have to, they control all aspects of your life. As an independent wrestler, you control your own destiny, do what you want. So here's my question. Actually, it's a three-part question. Uh, one, if the WWE were to call you up because they saw uh, a booker saw you at the show and wanted you to join the show, one, is that something that you do? Two, if you get there, would you not big time us and still be our friend and still let me call and talk to you? And three, if they offer you that, would you tell them they got to bring your dad along with you as well? What do you think? Um, Break well, that down. personally, 
I think that the idea of like working with WWE and the the aspect of like them controlling everything, it kind of reminds me of like uh, most entertainment in like big corporations. Like it's definitely the difference between like being independent and being like in a big company with a lot of other people because like they're telling you what to do. But I would be, you know, I wouldn't be too upset if they gave me more direction towards what I would do. Um, and then I would want to take it just because, like, to me, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, like, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, if you get called to the WWE, that's like being told that you're going to be in, like, a Disney movie. It's like the craziest thing for somebody. Um, I would definitely keep in contact with you guys, too. And then I would hope that I would be able to uh, convince them to bring rage because I would be very upset and lonely. Well, speaking of speaking of keeping in contact with us, Icon, if you want to give her the date uh, and the time, you mentioned Paige and you mentioned fighting with my family. We're having Paige's father on our show with us. And we're going to talk a little bit about the movie and about, you know, being the father of, of in a wrestling family and his daughter coming up and making it so uh, Icon, go ahead and give her that date so that uh, she can maybe, if she's not busy, can listen into that. Last week in December. This actual oh. father, not the fa- not the father in the movie, but her actual actual father. Right, That's correct, awesome. her actual dad. Yep. And uh, it's very possible we may get her brother as well, or at least her mom, anyway. Wow. Uh, with the promise that uh, I'd be willing to invest in his wrestling company. Oh, that'd be so cool. I told him, I said, if I sell everything I own, I can buy you lunch. He said, good, <laughs> let's go have the flame and yawn right now. You know? <laughs> so we got uh, we got chaos here with us. We got about uh, eight minutes here left with us. Um, now, so... <clears throat> When you're when you're uh, out there with you and your dad, uh, how often do you guys get out there and uh, wrestle? Are you guys doing them once a week, twice a week, every other week, a couple times a month? How often are you uh, out there? Uh, we have a show roughly every month. Sometimes it's twice a month, but usually it's once a month. And uh, for our fans listening, let us know when is your next show, where is it at, what day, and if our fans wanted to come get uh, – buy tickets, how would they do that? And uh, do you think you'd ever put the icon on your guest list? Hmm. Okay. So we have three matches coming up. One's going to be in July, one's going to be in August, one's going to be in September. The one in July, it's July 28th, FCW Lucha Mania. It's going to be Rage versus Wes Draven, who's uh, a guy that he basically tag-teamed for a while, but then Deadly kind of turned on my dad. Um, it's going to be in Peconic, New York. And the way that you can get the tickets is fcwwrestling.com or on my page, Facebook Chaos. Uh, you could look for the link because I usually give the link while uh, I advertise for it. And then the one in August is August 24th, ACW. And it's Rage versus Nimrod. And his WWO Open Challenge uh, belt that he's had for five years is on the line. So that one's going to be a big one. Uh, it's in Astoria, New York. And, of course, I'm going to be advertising it on my page again. And then the September one is NEW. 
it's going to be Rage and a secret mystery tag team partner versus simply Splendid Bobby and his teammates. And all I can say about this mystery guy is he's been in an extreme federation and simply Splendid Bobby might have barked up the wrong tree. Um, And that's going to be in Elmhurst, New York. All right. Now, I don't know how uh, close the big swing is to uh, Elmhurst, New York, but, uh, you know, I know I won't be able to get out there, but if he shows up, maybe you can get him on your guest list. Oh, yeah, of course. There you go, Big Swing. Now you owe me. So we got uh, we got we got chaos here. We got about uh, five minutes here left with uh, with. Well, it's funny. See, I, I actually live I actually live up north now. Um, I'm I'm originally from down near the same area code that she's from. Um, and you know I work in and out of the city every once in a while for you know the ESPN. You know if I had to go down to their headquarters down there. But no, I'm up I'm up by Albany, so I'm I'm a good two and a half three hours from where she's going to be probably, but I could probably make the trip if I needed to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Originally so originally from Long Island, though. Originally. So we have chaos here. We got about four minutes oh. left. Uh, so we can do this here real quick, and our fans can keep up with you and your dad. You got a Facebook. You got an Instagram. You got a YouTube. You got a Twitter. You got a Twitch. You got a GoFundMe. What do you got? Um, I've got a Facebook page. It's Chaos K A O S, and then my dad has a fake Facebook page called Rage. So like, how do you think it would be? Um, I also have an Instagram, Spooky Skeletons Two Twenty Three. My dad's is Rage Nineteen Seventeen, and then we also have Twitters, but I can't remember my Twitter, you know, in the back of my head. But either way, it's similar names. It's always like Rage Chaos. And spooky skeleton. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, you know, we 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 got about uh, two minutes here before we wrap this up, but uh, you know, we do appreciate taking time out of your schedule uh, to join us tonight. But what's your dad doing tonight? Or is he sitting there listening to this and like going, "Geez, why did they have me on too?" <laughs> well, honestly, my dad is usually free when I am, so he's probably listening, going like. Ooh, that's my girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let Rage know that uh, if he's listening, Rage, if you're listening, you know I love you, man, and we'll definitely get you back on too. But, you know, now that I found out uh, I, I don't have a chance uh, to date your daughter at all, uh, <laughs> we won't have Ron singly again. So you don't have to worry whoa, about whoa, that. Whoa. Uh, well, I, Icon, you're old enough to be her. In fact, I think Rage is younger than you. <laughs> so, I think. I was going to say, well, that might be why he's concerned. It might be an age thing. Impossible. Well, you, you you never know. I mean, younger gals like the older guys, from what I've heard. I just haven't found any yet. But anyway. Yeah, I, Icon, this is the so, Attitude Era Live, not, not, not a Lifetime movie. Right, oh my but God. I will... I will say I will say one thing though about chaos. She does not have a restraining order against me yet. So yet is the key yet, word there. Key word. Yet. Yeah, definitely not yet. <laughs> but soon maybe. Although I don't know. She's a professional wrestler icon. I see I never understood that. Why professional wrestlers would even need one? 
why don't you just come up there and kick your ass? I mean, I don't understand why they would even need an order of protection when, you know, she could probably suplex you to a table or something and, and, and that would do the same thing. Well, the yeah, thing is, I'd probably, I'd probably let her do that, yeah. You probably would let her do that. You might break well, your I'll hip. Well, I'll tell you what, Chaos. He might, she might, he might break his hip. Chaos, you've been awesome. We appreciate you joining us tonight. And next time we'll have both you and your dad on again. I'll be in contact with you. We'll get you guys on again. Okay. Thanks, Chaos. Thanks, Chaos. All right, thank yeah, you. Yeah, right. Have a great night, Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, once again, that was Chaos. Quick 30-second commercial brought to you by the Hart family. Episode number 106, since we changed the name, since we went from Off the Ropes to the Attitude Hour Live, live, commercial-free, two hours every Monday night, during Monday Night Raw. This also happens to be during the Home Run Derby, uh, which are in the finals right now, so I do have to step aside again real quick, uh, but we do have the second caller on. So, Icon, I'm going to let you do your thing, and uh, as soon as I find out what's happening with Pete Alonzo here... I'm going to do a quick little update coverage in the other studio, and I will be back. But uh, I'm going to put them through, and you do your thing. It's a 503 number. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle for the second time, we have another return guest. He can take his hands and squeeze the life right out of your head. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the double C. He is Caden. Chastity. Hey, Kaden, how are you? Hey, what's up, baby? How you doing? Good. Uh, you, uh, you know, uh, Granny Holmstrom, you know the big swing? Now that I've introduced you, what we'll do is have you give a little background about yourself again, and then we'll chat with you. Oh, yeah. Hold on, let me get this new baby. Says, I am a two-time, two-time daddy now. Oh, Congratulations. Thank you, now, thank you, you very much. My, and he is take, not happy with me, thing. Did, did you uh, did, did you take my suggestion when I said uh, Icon Cassidy has nice ring to it? <laughs> yeah, I thought about that. I was like, you know, this would be a good name. And my wife looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, you know what? If you want a divorce, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Fine. No, but. No, it's uh, it's been uh, it's, it's been wonderful. I'll say I'm a. Uh, I'm holding a uh, five-month-old right now. Kid uh, still has his blue eyes, so we're kind of wondering if he's going to keep them. So it's been uh, it's been absolutely wonderful. How, how big is he? Is it, he's actually uh, 24 uh, inches long already, and he is, if I remember right, he's already uh, 14.8 pounds. Wow. So he's a pretty big so kid. He, yeah, uh, everybody's kind of like, wow, he's he's growing faster than your first. Hello, sweet so baby. Does, <laughs> so, in his, so is this situation? Does he look like you and act like your wife, or look like your wife and act like you? 
He actually he looks more like my wife and acts completely like me. Gives my facial expressions and everything. And my wife is uh, already tired of it. She's like, "You guys can't all be giving me attitude." <laughs> like, That's our thing, man. Uh, well, there you go. You know what they call that? They call that hell on wheels. Anyway. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, you me? Yeah, it's uh, not easy for me either. <laughs> so, uh, Kane, since the last time we talked to you, and uh, for the people who don't know, Kane, I hope you don't uh, you don't uh, uh, dislike my comparison, but uh, he's got the he's got the look of bad news. He's a cross between Bad News Brown and Mr. T. No, I agree with that. I got the mouth like Mr. T, and I got the look of bad news. There you go. <laughs> so, since we last chat, uh, talked to you, what uh, what have you been up to? Uh, who are you wrestling with now? Uh, actually, I've been trying to expand my game. I've actually just got back from Texas. I wrestled uh, for New Promotion there. I'm trying to get in with with Memphis right now. i got a company I'm working with, and I'm trying to get in with Florida. Really, it's just been the same uphill battle as per usual, trying to, you know, find new areas. Um, which people want me, but it's also just time. It's like, man, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, uh, I thought about it really, really hard. I'm like, you know, I can keep chasing the dream and, you know, scratching at the door, trying to kick it down, so to speak. However, it's like, man, my, my time with my kid is just way more important. And, uh, you know, my day job gave me a great blessing. They gave me 18 weeks off pay. So I've been, really just focusing on, okay, let me work on my game. You know, I'll train harder. I'll lose weight, and I'll stay home with the kid. This way I don't have to leave so much. So I'm still working with DOA, uh, working with NWWA, still working um, working with getting uh, with the thigh. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Where am I working at right now? Shoot. I'm working with a new company coming up called 5CC up in uh, Bellingham. And then we have another promotion coming up called Rain, which is going to be uh, debuting in September. That's awesome. That's we awesome. got uh, Kate and Cassie here with us. we got about uh, 25 minutes here left with you. Uh, and if you do have to, uh, if you do have to sneak away because, uh, because uh, the, the little one there, we will understand that. Uh, we hope you can stay with us for the remaining 25, but we'll understand that. Uh, now, like I, to refresh the memory of our fans, uh, when you wrestle, now, are you a heel, a baby face, an in-betweeny, or are you a crowd guy? Uh, you know, I've always called myself just a wrestler. You know, I, I express, you know, the moment I'm there to, you to win, you know. Um, typically, I'm a baby face. You know, everybody wants me to be this big, nasty uh, heel, but a lot of promoters are like, you know, man, like the, the fans, they can't help but love you. You know, it's like when Macho Man tried to be heel, and it's like he's, he's too good or he's too entertaining just, to, you know, to be a bad guy. He's, he's the guy they want. So, you know, I've been turned in a few places. When I was in Texas, they wanted me to work as a, as a baby face, for instance, and, you know, it, it was crazy, like the reaction that we got within like two minutes. Yeah, I got to the back, you know, sat down, started taking off my boots, and they're like, "You were over the minute you finished circling the like the gate." Like I went, "Oh, I didn't even really catch that. I'm I'm in the moment. I'm just I'm just trying to be me. I'm trying to you know have fun here." And you know they're like, "You know that's that's what people want. They want someone to be genuine." 
<clears throat> so, uh, Granny, uh, we have uh, Caden Cassie here with us. Uh, you remember Caden. What do you got for our guest? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, okay. well, first of all, congratulations on the new baby. It, that's very exciting. Thank you so much. I've I've had several of my wrestling friends over here in Oklahoma that have recently just had new babies and so um, I understand about definitely wanting to spend time with the little one for sure because my one friend Excal he he's he's loving being a daddy and he's he he's being an awesome dad. But um, so you know when you started in your career, you know I'm sure that you've had people that you've looked up to, you know, that maybe helped you in the business, helped you get started in the business, you maybe being a mentor. Who are some of those people that kind of helped you get started in the wrestling business? And how did they impact your life, you know, to want to become a wrestler? So when I first started, um, you know, I've had a few mentors. So I started in 2013. And uh, I started going to uh, the Grapplers Wrestling School down in Salem. I went there for about two years before, you know, I just broke out of my own. But it was various people. I had the legendary Sandy Barr. I had his son, Josh Barr, helping me out. And, you know, Josh would teach me more about collegiate wrestling, you know, just catch-as-catch-can type style. Uh, when I went down to train with Grappler, Grappler wanted me to be just big and monstrous and just dominating. And uh, so then I had then I had Drexel. I said Drexel's been a Pacific Northwest mainstay for, gosh, close to a decade, if not a decade now. And uh, then I had the late, great Buddy Wayne, uh, my last teacher, uh, before he passed away two years ago, so it's been it's been a plethora of mentors, and every one of them really just is helping me solve the piece of the puzzle, you know, like the the who am I and you know what do I bring to this table? What keeps me what keeps me in this dance? It's, it's one of those, yeah, I can feel sure about myself and I can have my own ideas, but when I'm done with my match, those are the guys I go to. Did you watch it? You know, can I send you the tape? You know, um, when I have a promo, especially, I'll, I'll record a promo and I'll do like 30, 40 takes and I'll send it to one of them. And like, what did you think? And you're like, okay, let me break this down for you. This is what I thought. This is what I think it can be next time. And I know they're not trying to put me down. They're simply trying to help me step my game up because they all can tell that I, I want it. You know, I have the passion. I have that drive. You know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, everybody needs that person. Everybody needs that person. I'm going to keep pushing them and keep telling them to keep climbing that ladder. And for me, that's, it, it's always been those guys. I have some others here and there but that are sometimes helping me out, but those are the ones that I've always like, considered mentors. Well, that's awesome. Now, with that, with that being said, and we'll go to Big Swing here in a second, uh, with that being said, though, you know, you, you, know, you mentioned they're, they're trying to help you out, but have you had the – the situation like where they told you something and you didn't agree and you thought it was a little off base what they told you, or is that not factored in anywhere? No, I, I had one where they wanted me to be uh, 
closer to uh have you ever seen the um The Last Dragon? Yes. With Bruce Lee Bruce Lee and all that. They say you should be more like Shona. You should be more like that character. Um just loud mouth, dashly type person and I'm like, that's too cartoony in my opinion. Um I've had somebody tell me to be more like Eddie Guerrero and be kind of like dancing and whatnot. And I, I didn't want to do that one either. I, I had, I had stuck in my ways. I, you know, planted my feet on both. I gave way to the dancing one and it, that was nuts. Like I, I did that in Seattle about two years ago now, almost two years ago now for the first time as kind of a gag and the crowd lit up. I had flashlight from the parliament playing in the background. And I got to the back, and everybody was like, see, that, like, that, that's who you are, man. And you're the guy who wants to have fun. I'm like, yeah, I'm too goddamn big for that, man. But, you know, of course, other, other wrestlers have done the same thing. Um, you're always going to butt heads with your mentors, though. They think they know what's best for you, and you think you know what's best for yourself. And, you know, me being pretty free, it's kind of like, you know, okay, well, I know that I'm younger in this game, but you know, I, I think I know who I am as a person, and I think I know what reflects myself as a character, which is why I think for me there's been a, a, a mosh posh of Hayden Cassidy-like gimmicks. There's been the, the pimp slash player who had – I would have this gimmick that my uh, my teacher gave me where he would have me go out and – I would strap my thing and, you know, flex and whatnot on girls. And I would, ha- I would pull out my credit card mid-match, and that's how I would get away with things. That's a, I would tell the lady referee or whomever to go pay a bill or two. And they would turn around and be like, the credit card says it's declined. Try again. And, you know, I would keep, you know, doing the dastardly deeds I was doing. And, uh, you know, I've had a hooded gimmick that didn't really work. It's, it's always been just me being this mean brute that's always been my thing. It, it's it's always gotten over, and uh, of course, you know when I'm a baby face, it's just turning it around. Yes, I'm a brute, but I'm a brute fighting for the fans and fighting for the fans' affection. This time, I'm trying to be Rocky, you know, with what I know. That's awesome. We have uh, Caden Cassie here with us. We got about uh, 15 minutes here left. We're going to take a quick timeout here, real quick. I had sent you a link for a liner. We're going to go ahead and take care of that now, and then we'll have. Uh, Thanks for going to ask you a few questions. I'm going to ask you some more tough ones. Absolutely. Well, here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Caden Cassidy. You're listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. fantastic. So what I'm going to try and do is the first one you did first and that one, I'm going to try and edit it together so it's like it's an echo. So, you know, you say icon two different times and Granny Hulkster and Big Swing. I'm going to try and edit it together and make it sound like you're, you're like, really ready to kick somebody's ass. <laughs> Definitely. That'd be great. All right, Big Swing, what do you got? We got, uh, uh, we got Mr. Cassie here with us. We got about 15 minutes here left. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you guys uh, did a pretty good job of uh, covering a lot of stuff um, that I had in my notepad here um, beforehand. But um, I know he may may have gotten into this a little bit last time he was on. Um, but I'm I'm trying to go back through the notes and remember here. 
um, when you started off in the business, sort of what what brought you into the business? Like, like was there a particular moment? Was there a particular instance that you decided you wanted to go down this route? Or sort of take us through your, your journey as to how you became a professional wrestler. Absolutely. Yeah, I, actually, you know, I was always into it. Even as a kid, I would uh, I would sneak it, you know, around when my dad was around. My dad never really thought professional wrestling was, you know, even a thing. He thought it was, uh, wasn't was manly or, or something like that. So I would have to, you know, when he was asleep, I'd turn it on and I would watch Raw. And, uh, you know, when he was around, I'd turn it right off. And I, I was always just uh, just it always caught my attention. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't really get away from it. And I remember specifically, I came back uh, to Portland. I was living in New Jersey at the time. And I was like, I think I was like 11. And my cousin was watching uh, in your house. And I remember watching the undertaker and mankind just throw each other around. And, like I, I was glued. Like there was, there was macho man versus Hulk. And for me, it was Taker versus Mankind. Like these two big gargantuan guys laying into each other because of their beliefs. And, you know, I've always been a sucker for theater um, as well. So for me, it was, it was kind of like that. You know, I, I've boxed, I've done, you know, Taekwondo and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was actually, uh, I lettered in collegiate wrestling. It always came back to professional wrestling. It was always that. And uh, I remember I, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to find a school as soon as I was out of uh, college uh, or actually high school, and I couldn't find one because when, you know 2004 it was still kind of difficult to try to find somebody. Um, yeah. And I kind of gave up on it. I'm like, I don't know who to, who to look for, who to talk to. So when I was 24, 25 at the time, I had went through a big swing of depression, and I was. 326 pounds and like 60% body fat. It was pretty bad. And uh, a friend of mine, actually, uh, I met up with a guy who was doing backyard wrestling. I know, Wolfie Woop, uh, backyard wrestler, blah, blah, blah. Well, I did that for, for a very short term. But that sparked, like, that want, that need to keep going. It was like, no, my God, I, I have to do this for real. I can't kill myself back here. I did it for like six or seven months. I need to, I need to do this at a higher level. I, I have to do this or I'm not going to be happy. You know, whenever I meet young kids, I always ask themselves to so close your eyes. Think about quitting. Are you happy with that? Can you step away? Can you live your life knowing that you never tried? And, and most of them say no. I'm like, and that's how you know you want this. Go, go do better. So I found uh, a guy who knew a guy to hook me up with Josh Barr uh, in 2012. And then Josh stepped away from training. And then I went to the WCWC Academy and started there with the grappler one and the grappler three, his, uh, his protege. And then I, when I stepped away from them, I went to Buddy Wayne's Academy, which I'm currently at now, just always stepping up in the game, trying to sharpen up, trying to be better than the last time I was in that ring and, working on every little thing and it for me it's it's like when I think about quitting you know now especially that I'm a dad I always think what what legacy am I going to leave for the Pacific Northwest but more so 
what am I going to tell my kids, right? Like when I'm 40 or whatever, let's say 40 is a number and I'm done and I hang up my boots. What do I get to tell my kids about my drive up and down to California or up to Canada or wherever I flew to? Like, I feel like those, those reasons and, and my own personal ones are what keeps me going. I want my kids to be proud of everything I did, even if I never make it to the ring of honor, which is like my number one goal. Okay. He couldn't get there. I can tell you why. Right. But dad also had stopped and got two degrees in the meantime. Like I have a bachelor's and then I also have, you know, uh, another one coming up for a certification of, uh, from media. I have my associate of science. So, yeah, like for me, it's wrestling has always been like my number one goal. It's just, man, I, I, I can't shake it. So you you uh, mentioned you were watching, um, you know, well, you, you're, <coughs> excuse me, they were watching uh, in this house, and uh, or in your house rather, and you were watching Undertaker and Mankind and all them. And um, did you have a particular superstar from that time period? Because that Attitude Era happens to be my you know, favorite time period as well, uh, just because really it's the only one that I'm, you know, old enough to remember. But um, right, did you have a particular superstar at that time period that you wanted to emulate? Like that you said to yourself, if I ever make it, if I ever become a wrestler, I want to be like this person. I always wanted to be The Undertaker. I always thought okay. The Undertaker was the guy that I really just fluctuated with. Like, you ever think about, hey, man, if I was to sit down and have a beer with somebody, you know, who would it be? For me, it was who would I sit down and who would I trade crazy stories with? It would be The Undertaker. And it was something about, you know, him being a bigger guy, not, you know, necessarily a fat guy, just looming over everybody, you know, cat, you know wherever he walks, a shadow cast, you know, for for me it was it was always him and then I would uh you know of course go on to the rock and I would love the rock's promos. I thought the rock had some of the best promos ever. And then as far as as far as just being mean, like I remember bad news from my childhood just a little bit. Yeah. Right? But Ron Simmons Ron Simmons is one of those guys when you look at on T V you think to yourself, if he ever challenged me for whatever reason, my answer is going to be no, absolutely not. Damn, never. That guy. <laughs> he's yeah, right. Yeah. Damn. He's six, I think he's sixty-one this year, and I, I saw a picture of him. Uh, I think so. And he's still a, in uh, he's still in amazing shape too. Like if you see pictures of him, he's still yeah. in amazing shape. Like Mark yeah. Mark Henry said, he's like that's a real man right there. That man came into the gym in his super tight jeans and boots, read the paper, combed his hair, benched three fifteen looked around, grabbed his paper, and left. And I'm like, yeah, because he knows I don't <laughs> – I'm, I'm still that, you know, that MF. I can just go. And I'm like, all right. And, you, know, and, uh, you know, the crazy those, thing, those you, remember, are... um, you remember Ron Simmons, he was saying, if, if I had to be a particular superstar, and uh, I think um, Icon and Granny know what's coming here, uh, but I, I, I don't get me wrong. I loved the Attitude Era and I loved the Undertaker. I still remember that was 1998. I was 10 years old. Yep. I was born in 88. 
Uh, I, mean, I still m- remember being a 10-year-old kid watching him throw Mankind off the top of the hell in the cell and just, like, literally pissing my pants because I, I thought – I remember crying because I, I really thought he was dead, the way Jim Ross made, you know, made oh, it yeah. sound. Um, but the, um, the guy for me, actually, was uh, a little bit after that time period, uh, end of 2005, early 2006, and it was uh, Rated R Superstar Edge. Um, I really, that was the guy that if I were going to be a professional wrestler and I were emulating anybody, um, just from a, from a pure chaotic standpoint, um, that that's always somebody that I've, I've wanted to, you know, I, I mean, hell, if he were wrestling today, I'd, I'd probably watch it a lot more than I do. Um, but, but so that's why, that's why I know, you know, that's why I asked you the question. Like, I know that when you're growing up and you're watching particular guys, you become infatuated with some of these guys. And for me, it was edge uh just like with you it was it was undertaker so uh i um i definitely bought in to that whole thing and and i i can understand why you know growing up somebody would buy into the undertaker as well because he was awesome also um but you know everybody's got their favorites and personalities and things like that so. you know everybody has <sighs> somebody for whatever reason you know and it's not to say that guys like you know mark henry didn't, you know, didn't float my boat. You know, in fact, when Mark Henry oh, was yeah. sexual chocolate, I thought he was phenomenal. And then when he became, oh, yeah. you know, uh, the, you know, Mark Henry, the, you know, the leader of the Hall of Pain or whatever you want to call it, I thought he yep. was fantastic then. There was something about him. You know, it just, in, in, in those moments, you know, growing up, that, that was my guy. That's what kept me going. In fact, I remember I told myself, I was like, you know, if I can just give everything to this business and, you know, if I was a selfish guy, I would have loved to make it to the WWE by about 33, 35, so I could just shake, you know, the Undertaker, a.k.a. Mark Calloway's hand and say, thank you. And I wouldn't even have to explain why. I would just say, thank you. You know, because you, know, you is what for got me, me Well, guys like Mark Henry and guys at the Undertaker could just, you know, go into a room or go into a place, and they could dominate, okay, wherever they went. Whereas, right. and that was sort of the same thing for me. Like I looked at Edge, and I said, "Well, wait a minute. The dude's not the biggest guy in the world. Yeah, he's he's six four apparently, but he's not the biggest dude in the world. But the whole ultimate opportunist thing, the whole you know how how just crazy sneaky he was, and how it was always every time Edge was on, it was it was just oh my god, did that just happen type of thing. And so I, right. I learned a lot from All him right. too. I learned a lot from him too. Was about even, uh, even his opportunity and, and taking phenomenal. advantage of situations. I, I learned a lot from him. Like actually learned stuff from him that way. So, uh, but think about this also, right? Think about how how much characters like that impacted you. How often? Oh, it, it think about the the quote. The, I, I think about that all the time. I'll, I'll do something and I'll I'll get like a new job or I'll get a new car, and you know. Someone's like, oh, man, that's fantastic. You did that. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, it's an opportunity, baby. You know, it's it's things like that that stay to me. And by the way, I was going to say this real quick. It's funny you said, Edge, because when we were at training, when, we're at, when we are at training, we, we usually will play one wrestler's song as a joke for the day. Sometimes it's the NWO. Sometimes it's the Undisputed Era. It just so happens yeah. to be on Saturday, we, paid, we played Metalingus. <laughs> so I... I'm sitting here laughing, like man, like consequent. Uh, the uh, the actual uh, lineup of that is pretty pretty hilarious. The coincidence, 
Well, it's funny. I, I'm still trying well, I'm, to get Icon to change our opening theme song. Today. You think you know me? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to play the whole thing. But, yes, I'm still trying to get him to change our opening theme song, and he won't do it. But, yeah. So that's not going to happen. Uh, we have uh, we have Cassie, uh, 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 Mr. Cassie here with us. we got about four minutes left. Uh, so we can uh, get this pitched here for you uh, and let fans know if they want to check you out and follow you. you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got there? Then I have pretty much all of that but YouTube and GoFundMe. So I have Caden Cassidy on Instagram. I have Caden Cassidy on Twitter. I have Caden Cassidy on Facebook. It's a, you know, sports, you know, uh, wrestler's page, all that jazz. And then I have a uh, pro wrestling tees store, uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Caden Cassidy. There is uh, five different shirts up there. That's, that's going to be the only five I have until about next year. I, I ran out of shirts in person. <laughs> like I sold out, which is phenomenal. Um, so my investment's back. So right now it's just, you know, uh, having what I have there until something else changes. I think we're just going to stick to what we have as far as designs go. But, yeah, man, it's that's just living the dream. You can see me at uh, 5CC. It's going to be uh, August. And then we also have uh, Rain Pro Wrestling making its debut. The event's called Kiss the Ring. Where we uh, are setting up crowning our first heavyweight champion. It's me versus uh, another up-and-comer who I came up with. Uh, tectonic. Um, we're going to be facing for number one contendership to get to the heavyweight title, which is uh, phenomenal. And we have quite a few other wrestlers that will be stepping up. We have Danica Rouge, uh, Danica De La Rouge, who's going to be there. We have uh, Big Jack Stevens. We have Julian White and Chris Edwards. Um, we have quite a few, like from the Pacific Northwest, who's going to be there. So for all the fans listening and you're following, you know, definitely follow me on those platforms. I'll get back to you if you have any messages. You know, feel free to message me if you have any questions about wrestling or if you want videos of what I'm doing these days. You know, we were actually are working on doing a uh, Facebook Live show right now. Me and my tag team partner, Homeboy Clues. So there's look out for that as well. And uh, you know, uh, also. Uh, I don't know what happened if they got lost in the mail, whatever. But uh, we're we're still hoping you can send us some uh, uh, a few autographs for our our December show. Oh my God, you, it's uh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> please, please follow up with me. I uh, in my real life, I do videography. I uh, I even do sometimes. Uh, I work with coding at Squarespace. So it's like I'm always busy doing something. If I'm not wrestling, I'm busy. And if you, if, if I don't, rem- if I don't remember, you got to let me know. I was telling my wife uh, on, our, on our anniversary, you know, like, hey, we should go out and do something. And she's like, yeah, it is our anniversary. And like my face went stark white. I'm like, yeah, totally for our anniversary. I had to book a flight to Vegas like out of nowhere. Well, you know, I'll tell you real quick, uh, you know, uh, with uh, me and my gal, you know how I know when I forgot her anniversary? When I come home and say, honey, what's for what's for dinner? And she says, fish sticks. <laughs> yeah, man, it'd be that way. If I ask for anything on her anniversary and it's nothing short of, you know, what kind of tennis bracelet you want or something like that, yeah, I, I get whooped. 
Well, you know, it's funny. Real quick here, uh, we got about 30 seconds here, real quick here. Uh, my my ex, my last ex before this one, you know, uh, I asked her, I said, what do you want for our anniversary? She says, I want a divorce. And I said, oh. well, I, would, I, I didn't want to spend that much money this year. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll tell you what, Caden, I will send you the address. Uh, if you could yeah, send man, us follow, whatever you get time, we'd me. appreciate it. Yeah, follow up with me. Like, I, I tell everybody, I'm like, I, I don't do anything to disappoint if I can avoid it. It's never on anybody else. It's just, it's, man, my brain is bad. Go ahead and uh, send me uh, whatever you can in a, within a couple of days, and I'll send a couple autographs there. And if I can find at least one shirt, I'll try to send one shirt. All right, and then you also got to send one uh, autograph to the icon, too. To the icon, you're the man. You always will be Caden Cat or something like that. You, you got it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Caden. Have a great night, bud. Uh, take care Thanks, of that, Caden. And we'll uh, be in contact with you. We'll get you oh, back yeah. on again sometime. I appreciate it, guys. Hey, take care, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night, okay? Bye. Thanks, Caden. Thanks. All right. Well done. So our next guest should be calling in here shortly, uh, Big Swing. So uh, they are on, actually. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, if you want to put them on, I'll like introduce them and then we'll go for it. They've been on for three minutes, and this is like the last three, almost three and a half minutes. Let me. Uh, well, you were cutting out there, so. I said uh, they've been on for the last three, almost three and a half minutes, just listening to the end of that interview. So. Let me, um, let me put them through, and you can do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is combatant number three of the night. He is not the archbishop, but he's pretty damn close. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jerry Bishop. Hey, man, how are you? Doing good, man. How are you doing? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Now, was that not the best introduction you've ever had? It's up there. It's it's certainly up there. <laughs> uh, you must be you, you must be traveling on your way to the next match or home from uh, a match. No, no. I just got out of the gym. Uh, the stairmaster is like probably the toughest opponent that you'll find. So everybody thinks right, yeah. that it's you know a breeze until you get on there. Right, yeah, that's why I, that's why I stopped taking fights with it. Yeah. So uh, here's what we'll do here, uh, Jerry. Uh, we got about uh, well, we got about uh, 40 minutes here left. What do you give or take? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so we can uh, have our fans uh, get a little feel for you. Give us a little background about yourself, and we'll uh, ask you some questions. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um. Where do you want to start with, man? Well, just give us a little background about your uh, your uh, yourself, and then we'll ask you the question, and you can fill in the blanks. All right, that works. Well, um, I've been wrestling since roughly, I would say, 2004-ish, and uh, I took a, a few years off. I'm originally based out of the Midwest, and then... Uh, Ended up in Alaska, and now we are building the Alaska Territory up. So, uh, 
so are you uh, are you like uh, like a promoter then now, or are you uh, uh, part booker, or are you an owner now? No, I'm just a wrestler, man. Um, that's that's just what I do. I just wrestle, and there's not a whole lot of us up here. But um, yeah, I've been wrestling. Uh, let's see, I I was trained by. I got a Brian Logan who wrestled in OBW back when, you know, they were the developmental territory for WWE. He was in the Disciples of Sin group as Damien, along with uh, Leviathan, a.k.a. Batista and whatnot. So that's where I cut my teeth in. It was uh, the West Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky, like, you know, tri-state, middle America area. And uh, you are the best wrestler on the roster, right? Well, you've got to believe you're the best or else, you know, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty humble guy. You know, if my match is, you know, pretty crappy, I'll be the first person to say it. But, I mean, you've got to, like, believe in yourself, you know, if you, if, if, or else the people aren't going to believe in you, right? Right, Exactly. Uh, we have mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Bishop as our guest here. We got about uh, uh, 35 minutes here left with uh, Jerry. Uh, now uh, I'll ask you a few more questions. We'll kind of have a little roundtable and then go to the uh, uh, Granny and Big Swing. But uh, when you uh, when you uh, wrestle, would you consider yourself a uh, a high flyer like a like a Rey Mysterio? Uh, a, a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart, or do you have that grunty style like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? I would say a little in between Steve Austin and uh, Bret Hart. I, I don't do much flying. I try to stay on the ground. But um, I throw in a little bit of, like, old school, maybe Barry Windham in there or somebody like that. Not trying to put myself over too much, but that's kind of, you know, what I would strive to be. You know, a guy who can, you know, wrestle and also brawl. Well, you know, Barry Windham, I mean, that's pretty good company. I mean, he does have two nephews uh, wrestling right now, so that's pretty good. I'd say so. He comes from a wrestling dynasty. Everybody seems to forget how great his dad was, too. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So, and then also when when you're out there in the ring, are you a... Mm -hmm. A baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or are you a crowd guy? You know, with me, it just pretty much depends on, you know, what I'm getting and, you know, what what they would like me to do. I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, you do some rowdy bar shows and you might not, you know, get the desired reaction that you thought you would, so you just kind of wing it, you know. You want to hate me? I'll give you a reason to hate me, right? Well, with that being said, um, (laughs) Granny, what do you got? Well, hello. First of all, um, I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan. Yes, I have this gimmick name of Granny Holster because I like to holler at the bad guys. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. So... (laughs) You know, I, I, I have a good time. I have a good time hollering at the bad guys. So what has been your most 
um, one of your most challenging matches you've ever had in your career? Oh, let's see. Um, I'd say probably one that I had several weeks ago. I, uh, it was one of those matches that it started out like a singles match, and then it broke into an impromptu tag, and then there was another singles match that happened, and it ended up, you know, with a uh, a two by four in the midsection. Didn't feel so good. Oh wow! Nothing. Yeah. You know, pulling splinters out of your stomach is never a fun thing. No, I, I'm I'm sure it's not. I'm I. I can only imagine what that would be like. So, even though I've had a few wrestlers threaten to throw me in the ring, or threaten to throw me in the ring a few times, you know, but that's okay. I just no, tell them I can't what, wrestle because no, of my health issues. <laughs> well, you know, well, hey, I, what, I, the, I know uh, from experience, you grannies are the most dangerous fans out there. So, you know, if the guys are talking about throwing you into the ring, you know, they're that's because they're concerned. I know I've seen some grannies. Throw some shoes at people and catch them in the temple. Well, now, so, now, this, now this granny, this granny knows her limitations. I know what I can do. I know what I can get away with and what I can't get away with. But I have never thrown anything at a wrestler ever. I mean, now I've had people like Tommy Dreamer take my cane and use my cane on a wrestler at a TCW show in Fort Smith, Arkansas back in 2013. And when Tommy Dreamer comes and takes your cane, you just kind of kind of get got to let him do it, you know. You just you don't stop Tommy Dreamer. So, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, you know, you kind of mentioned the, uh, you know, the splinters there in the midsection. Uh, that kind of sounds like uh, someone gave you a receipt and uh, you wanted a refund. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my. I wouldn't, I, I don't know if it's a receipt per se, but maybe there's a receipt coming. Um, you know, that's what happens when you wrestle with a, with a low ring and it's right in front of the fans. You know, people, people make it look good. And um, they have decided to, uh, the promoter of that promotion has decided to uh, book a tables match at their next show. So um, and between me and this, uh, this gentleman, so hopefully uh, I'll get a receipt and uh, he can get some splinters in his rear end when I put him through the table. Well, there you go, because if you put it if you put it in his behind, it's harder to peel him out. Uh, here's what we're going to do real quick. That's we got, right. Uh, we got uh, Jerry Bishop uh, here with us. We got about uh, 30 minutes here left with Jerry. Uh, uh, real quick here, uh, I know that you're on the road, but uh, we'll uh, we'll try to do this best we can. I sent you a uh, a, uh, a script for a liner. We'll go ahead and do that here real quick, and then we'll uh, continue the mm-hmm. interview. Okay, I'll count right. out while we'll do it. Ready? Here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is the modern-day classic, Jerry Bishop, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. Awesome. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's great. All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's see what the Big Swing's got. Then uh, we're going to come back to me, and I'm going to ask you the tough questions. So, uh, so you said you're in Alaska. Yes, sir. 
Uh, but you're not from there originally. No, I'm not from Alaska. Is it is it the time of year right now where it's light pretty much 24 hours? Yes, sir, it is. Is that difficult um, to, like, get you used to? Get, um, you know, it's a little rough to get used to. If you've ever seen the movie Insomnia with uh, Robin Williams and Al Pacino from the early 2000s, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's rough getting used to that. But, uh, hmm. you know... I'm one of those people, as long as I've got, like, a, a bandana or something I can put over my, my face, I'll be all right, whatever I'm trying and to how's do. The, um, and how are the winters up there? As bad as they say? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. You have not done cardio until you're out there jogging in negative 30, negative 40 degree cardio. Wow. No, yeah. I haven't. You're right. That's that's rough. Uh the winners, it'll really throw you off. Um, you know, when you see a school bus drive by and drop kids off in the afternoon and it's pitch black outside. Yeah, that's that is pretty crazy. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I mean I I I get upset in December and January when it's dark at four o'clock here. You know, so I can't imagine all day being that way. Um, but uh, about wrestling though, what? Uh, what brought you into the wrestling business? Like, take us through your journey a little bit. What what made you decide that you wanted to become a wrestler? Uh, was there a particular, uh, you know, superstar, be it WWE or WCW or whatever it may be, that you looked up to that you wanted to emulate? Or was there a different reason for it? I mean, sort of take us through your journey a little bit. Ah, uh, man, there's so many. Um, you know, I guess for me, I was... Like I said, I'm from the Midwest. I'm originally from, uh-huh. like, southeastern Ohio. So, like, okay. where I'm from is not quite, you know, what you would have called the WWE territory or the, you know, NWA, WCW territory. I was, like, right smack to where, um, you know, WWE would do house shows maybe 45 minutes north of me, and then WCW would do house shows like 30 minutes east of me so I mean I got all the great stuff like right well they wouldn't right do anything in, in like Columbus well, in like Columbus or in Cincinnati oh yeah they they did stuff I mean that's about you know an hour or so north of me but oh, um, right, WCW right. really didn't didn't hit that area that much that was more of a WWE area but I was like right near West Virginia so you know Parkersburg uh, okay. was a big spot that WCW used to hit all the time Mm. Okay. But um, I would say for me, um, you know, as not cool as it is to say, I'm just going to be real, man. In the late 80s, you know, most kids, like, Hulk Hogan was like the gateway drug to wrestling for a lot of kids. Oh, yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. And then the Ultimate Warrior, I don't know what the hell he was saying, but, you know. <laughs> it, I, it, I don't it, think I he understood. knew what the hell he was saying. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he did. Hey, I mean, if you watch D&D, you can figure out what he's saying. Well, I mean, I still watch the, um, I, don't know, I don't know if you remember it, but I still watch the Macho Man Cream of the Crop uh, interview sometimes with me and Gene. And, you oh, know, yeah. all those guys either. were out of their mind back then. Um, but, you know, okay, so that, so then 
So then you, you, you write to those guys, you emulated those guys, but how did you get into the wrestling business? Like, I, like, like, I mean, because to, to watch it on TV, like we all did as kids and growing up, and then to actually be in the business, there's, there's a leap that has to be taken there. How, how, did you, uh, how did you get involved with it? Well, um, I ventured my way into the Parkersburg area, and mm-hmm. they were in need of some wrestlers. And I had a tag partner, a guy that was a friend of mine, and we started training. And it's, I don't know, it's just wrestling now, for me, it's a, it's a totally different business. And I think it's because of the guy that trained me and where he came from. Um, like, you hear about people getting, uh, like, bullied and stuff like that. Man, my old trainer would tell my tag partner and I, because they, they needed people so bad that they would just put us on the show when we barely knew anything. And it was terrible. And we would get screamed at coming through the curtain. Um, they, you know, the, the trainer would threaten to beat us up. Oh, geez. Because he had to, like, keep changing, like, the camera angles because our punches looked so bad. It was, hmm. uh, it was a rough adjustment. But, I mean, you know, this is a guy who, like, my trainer, if, this gives, if it gives you any insight, um, he broke into Smoky Mountain Wrestling and was trained by Tim Horner, you know, Smoky Mountain Wrestling being Jim Cornette his yes. promotion. So this is like, I caught Jim Cornette promos every time I went out through the curtain. And every time I came back through the curtain, like I heard I mean, he's another like, one that's out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I, I mean, that, that's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff that I caught, you know, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's passion, but it's, uh, it's definitely not the, um, Politically correct uh, <laughs> wrestling business that you see nowadays. So. Oh well, of course not, and, and I hate what they're putting out nowadays. Uh, again, I I was born in '88, so I mean, I, I when I actually was old enough to process what wrestling was, uh, was right in the beginning of the of the Attitude Era. Uh, however, um, my aunt lived in Florida my whole life, and she actually is from Clearwater Beach, Florida, which is also where Hulk Hogan is from. So I actually had met him very early on in life uh, and still kind of, you know, we still have a thing where she knows him. So like when I'm down there, I'm like, Oh, Hulk. And he's like, Hey brother, what's up? You know? And he, I mean, he recognizes me, but I think he's starting to go a little bit too. But but I I used to love that, that uh, time period. Um, And and I hate what they're putting out now. I I just think it, it it seems like it's, it's overproduced and it's unsensible. But uh, when you're up in Alaska now, uh, what is the, the fanfare up there? What is the crowd base like up there? Are they, is it, is it less? Like, I mean, is it harder for you guys to have a career because of the fan base or, or are they pretty accepting of you guys? Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's growing. It's in its infancy. Um, I know before, uh, years ago, there were some promotions that were, that would run here, but they would only have like one promotion at a time. And from what I'm told, this is before my time in Alaska, some of them were, uh, I don't know what you'd call outlaw mud shows. They were pretty crappy, stuff you'd see on Russell Crap or Trash Bag Wrestlers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, uh, things have gotten a lot better. 
and uh, now we're at the point where there's multiple promotions. And Alaska is, people don't realize, this state is huge. Um, I oh do my shows God, in southern Alaska. gigantic. I, I make a six-hour drive to do shows in southern Alaska. That's one way. And I know guys in the Midwest that won't drive further than 30 minutes. So. Well, you know what's crazy? But put it in perspective this way. I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan, and I went to a Cowboy game, and the people sitting next to us in Texas uh, were from El Paso, and they drove up from, from there to, to Dallas, and they were like, you know, I was like, oh, my God, like, for one game, like, you guys drove that far? And I was like, how far is that? They're like, oh, like, 12 hours, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, you know, that's 12 hours, like, in New York. I live in New York. And I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy, 12 hours. I can't imagine, like, oh, it's no big deal. It's just, you know, day trip, blah, blah, blah. Now, think about the fact that you can fit three Texases in Alaska and think about how big that is. So, yeah, it is it is gigantic if you go top to bottom. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, not only is it gigantic, it's pretty spread out. I mean, there's more animals than people in Alaska. So it's uh, oh, definitely, yeah. um, definitely, you know, one of those things where the population isn't always necessarily there. Uh, but that's good that they're that they're following you guys, and that's good that they're starting to support you guys a little more because – you know, being up there, kind of away from mainstream everything, um, and not having a good fan base or not having good support, uh, may be kind of discouraging for you a little bit. So, kind of good that they're uh, that they're doing that. Now, why, by any chance? And you may have covered this before. Again, I was doing double duty before with the uh, at the studio here with the home run derby, so I may have missed it if one of the two of them asked you already, but. What brought you to Alaska from Ohio? Like, why did you choose that state out of any other state you could have went to? Well, I mean, I guess I'm kind of an extremist, and I just thought, you know what? Alaska is you – know, I'm, I'm not one of those people that watch the Bush people shows or anything like that. Yeah. I just decided, you know, I'm going to go to Alaska, I mean, just because I want to do it. And – I came up here with not much, but, I mean, things have gone great for me since I've been here, mm-hmm. and um, it's, uh, it's been a heck of a ride, man, that's for sure. But uh, and I guess, back to your uh, question earlier, you were asking, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no finish that oh. quick. I got one more for you, but finish your, your point. Oh, you were you were asking about what kind of a, a fan base that we have here. Um, yes. In Alaska, you know, there's not a whole lot to do. So, you know, if something is um, promoted and advertised well, you know, it can draw really well. There's, um, I'm you being in New York, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, WrestlePro um, out of the Jersey area, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, they came and did a show up here in uh, April. And they oh, wow, drew, it's a long way to travel. Uh, yeah, exactly. They brought Foley up here and, you know, some of the uh, Impact guys, and they drew a few thousand. Um, I know uh, that that was, you know, a bigger, highly promoted show, but as far as the stuff that runs locally and regularly, um, there's two, based, there's two uh, promotions based in Alaska currently, and one... Um, pretty much uh, their fan base is families and kids, and they do pretty well. they got a pretty uh, diehard fan base. That's NSA Wrestling in southern Alaska. And then mm-hmm. in um, 
And then there's a, a traveling one, 49th State Wrestling, and that's where I took the uh, two-by-four to the ribs a couple weeks mm. ago. They do a lot of uh, bar shows and um, outdoor events and things like that, and you have more, more of a hardcore you know, kind of a style, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, we have you ever have you ever seen the movie um, Into the Wild? Yes, I've read the book also. Okay, we did a show at the brewery where the bus from that actual movie with Emil Hirsch, uh, the bus from that movie um, was there at the brewery. Oh wow! Because the the bus where, yeah the bus where the guy actually died is way out like far out in Alaska and that they encourage people to not go out there and try to find the bus because people get hurt because it's miles and miles and miles out. So um, they have the bus from the movie uh, right there at this brewery. And we had a show there and one of our guys just for the hell of it. And because I got a huge pop um, decided to do like a big dive right off of the bus into the wild. So it was a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. Um, and the last thing I got, and then I'll uh, hand it back over to them because I tend to, I tend to, you know, I, I'm so used to doing radio with like my sports shows and things in the morning that I, I'm used to, you know, carrying a whole segment myself. But I know I have two other people here, so um, I guess the last thing would be, you know, you mentioned you don't watch the Bush People Show and things like that, but I have been scrolling through the TV channels and I have seen a show called Alaska State Troopers which I thought was kind of funny uh, because, you know, I do like to watch some of the cop shows and stuff every once in a while and just see how screwed up people are in general. Um, give me give me the craziest news story or the craziest thing you've heard uh, that's happened in Alaska. Oh, man, uh, craziest thing. Some wacky – I bet you there's some wacky stuff that goes on up there. I mean, you – you know – you know how it is. Like the truth is usually stranger than fiction. Um, yeah. I had a land. I had a landlord a couple of years ago that was losing his property and decided to like run around with a gun and start aiming it at a bunch of people. And you know, fifteen state troopers like took him down and arrested him. Um, <laughs> there was a guy. There was a guy at a park walking around in a ninja suit with a machete. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and they had to they had to take him down. There's there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens up here because you know this is a state that I think a lot of people who just want to stay off the grid move up to, and most people are packing heat. So you know it's it's uh it's almost like the old west up here in some ways. I but, can imagine know, it being I can imagine people. it being well I can imagine it being relatively safe. Because everybody's got a gun, so people aren't really breaking into houses and stuff like that. Well, you know, when you have people that are whacked out on drugs, which seems to be a problem, you know, nationwide, you know, they they don't think too well. But there's a lot more of, um, I'd say, vigilante justice, if if you will. Which is pretty cool, actually. All right, awesome. <laughs> See, 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 in New York, they're trying to take our guns. In Alaska, it's, it's the Wild West, which is awesome. So, all right. So, I, Icon, uh, Granny, you guys got anything else? Uh, yeah, we have uh, Jerry Bishop as our guest here. He's calling us from the land of the midnight sun. 
Uh, One thing that I uh, always ask, you know, every independent wrestler, and none of them has ever asked it, answered the same way, so I'm going to put it to you. We've got about uh, 10 minutes here left with you, uh, then we'll let you promote what you got to promote. But uh, it's a two-part question. One, you know, with the drive that you have and the ability that that you have to be successful, if uh, the WWE were to call you and offer you a midnight contract because uh, one of their agents saw you in a show, two-part question. A, is that something you want to do where they control basically all aspects of your life? They say you do this, you can't do this, you go here, you can't go there, this and that and the other. As being a better wrestler, you control your own destiny, what you want. So if they were to call you and offer you the contract, Part one of the question, is that something that you'd want to do and take advantage of that? And part two, if you do get that contract, would you not big time us still be our friend and still talk to us? Well, um, part one, you know, I I think that for me, you know, it comes down to, I guess, you know, how much money would be on the line. You know, I, I remember years ago, and I mean, I'm not comparing myself to this guy by any means, but I remember hearing years ago, like, rumblings that WWE was interested in AJ Styles in, like, the early 2000s, but the contract that they offered him was so low that he had said, you know, I can, you know, and, and the glass ceiling for him would have been, like, the cruiserweight title on SmackDown back in, you know, 04-ish, and, wow. you know, he had said from what I recall that, you know, he said, I, I, I can make more money working for TNA and picking up bookings at Ring of Honor than I would at the big time. So I think it's all about, you know, the dollar. I mean, granted, you can, you know, go there and, you know, do well outside um, outside of WWE. I would say most likely I probably would do it. Um, it's – uh. It would be rough because I'm I'm not I don't have that great of a memory so I don't know how well I'd be able to memorize a script, but um, I give it my best. And of course, you know I'm I'm not gonna forget, you know, like rest. I'm not gonna forget wrestling fans. I mean, you know, when people, it's what kills me about the independent wrestling you know business is you see so many people that have potential or they're starting to go somewhere and they become really pretentious or they're a prima donna. And I think like that's the worst thing because, you know, you got to treat everybody with respect and be cool with everyone because, you know, it's the Indies. Like most careers start and end on the Indies. You're either there on your way up or on your way down. And you never know, like, you know, if you're being a, a jerk to somebody that's, you know, setting up the ring and you're acting like you're, you're better than him. That guy that's setting up, setting up the ring, maybe in three years, he runs the top number one independent wrestling promotion in New York that people are begging to be a part of. And he's going to remember if you were an ass to him, but if, you know, you were, you know, really nice, you know, and I mean, you can't really teach respect. I'm sorry. You, you you can't teach respect with disrespect. So I mean, it goes a long way, you know, if you're if you're nice to somebody and you're helping them out, because you know people are always going to remember that. So well, yeah, that's the thing, you never you know. Guys. Yeah, you know, ne- you never know who you're going to be working for down the road. You never know. 
Uh, we have uh, we have uh, we have Jerry Bishop here. We got about uh, I don't know about uh, five minutes here left because I got a few announcements. But uh, real quick here, uh, if our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, you got a YouTube, you got an Instagram, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? Let's see. I am. Ah, oh, let me think. I am the Rebel Ronin on Instagram. I don't get on there much. I think that's my tag. I don't remember. Um, I'm on Facebook as Jerry Bishop. Uh, I don't have a Twitter. I don't. I don't do the social media stuff a whole lot aside from Facebook. Um, I've got a couple shows lined up uh, this month. I've got um, NSA Wrestling uh, presents Patriot Games Two in Wasilla, Alaska, the hometown of Sarah Palin. But we won't talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's on July 20th, uh, the 26th. I'll be uh, competing at 49th State Wrestling in Healy, and that'll be in a tables match with uh, Gentleman Jack Windsor, and that's on the 26th in Healy for 49th State Wrestling. And then um, next month I should be back in the Kentucky, Ohio area, and um, I may be uh, in some uh, some shows down there. Who knows? You know, it would be a I cool gimmick there. match, Icon. I was just thinking uh, it would be a cool gimmick match. Um, obviously, the the show that really put Alaska on the map uh, here in in the in the lower forty eight uh, was that show, the deadliest catch, the crab fisherman catch, uh, that show there. Uh, obviously, the Bering Sea. Anybody who who has watched that show, knows the Bering Sea can be pretty treacherous. Um, I was thinking a cool gimmick match would be like a hardcore match on one of those crab fishing boats where like you guys are just throwing each other around the boat. The boat is bouncing up and down and stuff in the waves. Wouldn't even have a match. You just like beat the shit out of each other, like on the boat, uh, up and down, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that might be like a cool gimmick match for like, I, I mean, I would watch that. Cause you guys struggle in the stand and the water's coming over the thing and you guys are, you know, hitting each other and throwing them into the crab crates inside. That might be actually kind of cool. Well, I don't know if they'd ever do it. I mean, because I think you would need crazy insurance and liability, but it would be, sounds kind of cool. <laughs> well, Jerry, just think I mean, about if, this and, though. I mean, oh, you, you said, you know, you said you're going to be the, the home, uh, the home city of Sarah Palin. Imagine she's in the audience and say, "Why are those boxers jumping off the ropes and slapping each other like that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, she's, she, you know, actually she's not very well liked up here from what I've, I've noticed because a lot of the people seem to think that she, you know, made the Alaskan people look fairly stupid. But I, I do like your idea of uh, doing the match on the crab boat. I mean, you know, if if the Hardys can do the, the total deletion match on the Hardy compound and it's entertaining. You know, and Antonio Inoki and Masa Saito can go and have a match at a de- deserted island. I mean, why not do it on a boat, man? Well, I mean, the the, Hardy, the, 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 the deletion match on their complex was more creative and more entertaining than anything WWE's put out in the last decade. So, And they shot the whole thing themselves on video cameras and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, think, I think that would be... Very cool if if you can get that you know passed because I mean again liability and insurance and things like that and God forbid one of you did fall off I mean you get hypothermia in a minute but I mean you know it's one of those things where if you could if you guys could televise that 
I think that that would be something that mainstream America would watch as well, because it's so different, it's so unique, and uh, it's something that I think uh, that the element of danger would uh, would really pull people in. I think so too. I mean, look, <laughs> I'll talk to some people in Alaska and see what we can come up with. Uh, and then uh, Jerry, real quick here, uh, I don't know if uh, I, I had asked you this already, or uh, hopefully you'll be able to send us a few autographs for giveaways for our big December show we got coming up. Sounds good, man. I'll uh, I'll send you the address where to send everything, and then whatever you can do for us, we'd appreciate it. Um, so uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you won't have to deal with Sarah Palin in the audience. There, you know, she'll show up with her husband and his drinking buddies on giant snow machines. But anyway, uh, you know, we'll have to have you back on again so you can tell us how that match went. I certainly will, and. Hopefully Sarah Palin and Todd do show up because then, you know, if I, you know, get in an angle with them, I might, you know, be on TMZ or something. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, or hit on her daughter. That would definitely get you somewhere. Uh-oh. I, I, don't know about, I don't know if I want to get that route. Is she even well, yeah, we know that. Uh, well, no, the thing about her daughter, she could spin the Petri dish and start a whole new civilization. Oh. I take that back. I, I, I take the fail button back. That one, now that I think about it, was actually kind of funny. So <laughs> it, it, you get one per month, Icon. You get one funny per month, and, and that, that was a good one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Jerry, thanks for joining us tonight. We'll definitely have you on again, and we'll try and get you on our Sunday show as well. Hey, sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Real quick here before we go, I got a couple of announcements here real quick. Uh, our, our guest next week, uh, we got a three guest show, believe it or not. We have uh, Manny Smith. Uh, we have Chase Stevens and we have the return of Onyx, the newest member of the lingerie fighting champions. Uh, she's going to rejoin us to talk about that. And Friday this week, you can be catching it on our Facebook page. The icon is going to be on stage with Sherwin Linton singing one of his hit songs live at the uh, Barnesville County Fair. The icon and Sherwin Linton together. That's awesome. So, yeah, so... uh, and in uh, two weeks, you know, we got uh, Buff Bagwell and Judy Bagwell with us. Can't wait for that one either. That's going to be a blockbuster show as well. Icon. Icon. Yeah. Icon. I, 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 I definitely think that that crab boat match would be something spectacular. I, I mean, Granny, are you with me on this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I I mean, the element of danger behind it would be, you know, would be uh, uh, enough to make me watch it. I I think that I don't know if indie promotions would take the gamble on it just because of the money that would be needed for insurance or something like that. But uh, I think that that's something that you could have, you know, whatever his promotion is. I'm just going to throw three letters together. Let's just say, you know, uh, you know, SWS, you know, presents, 
you know, uh, uh, deadliest catch, you know, or deadliest match or whatever, whatever they want to call it. And they could have like a normal episode of the deadliest catch and they could be like actually doing their job and catching the crab. And like, you know, they only show you on that show when they're actually pulling the crab up. They're not showing you all the downtime and all that shit that goes on between that. So during that time, those guys could just be beating the shit out of each other for like a whole week on the boat. And, and, and it could just be like documented, like, you know, those guys are pulling up crab traps and guys are throwing each other around the deck while they're doing it. And I, I think it would be kind of, kind of interesting. I think it's, it's one of those things that is just stupid enough that I think Americans would eat it up, honestly. And, uh, you know, but, but again, it's probably, it's probably just a pipe dream. It's probably never going to happen, but, uh, you know, kind of like the Chiefs ever actually winning a Super Bowl. It might never actually happen, but, you know, it, who, who knows? Who knows? Um, but uh, anyway, next week we have episode number 107 since we changed to Attitude Era Live. Icon, who do we got on with us again? Just recap it for us for next week. Uh, real, real quick here, we have uh, three guests. Of course, we have Manny Smith, Chase Stevens, and Onyx is returning. And to Onyx. The Yes, yes. You guys are uh, you probably you guys probably like the nights that I have uh, significant double duty because I mean I'm not uh, taking over quite as much, right? I tend to do that. I tend to have a pretty uh, strong on-air personality, so uh, I tend to um, be long-winded and ask a lot of questions and, and take over segments. So uh, chances are I'll have something going on with the Yankees next week, but uh, but who really knows? Um, but once again. This was episode number 106. Since we changed the name, Granny's with us. The icon is with us. Big Swing is here. And, uh, again, Granny, uh, glad your son is doing at least a little better. I don't know if he's out of the woods yet, but, again, uh, glad he's doing at least a little better when he's home. And, uh, Icon, uh, glad that uh, you're enjoying somewhat your vacation. I don't know, you know, exactly what you're doing on vacation, but as long as you're having a good time, then that's really all that counts. Uh, it's going to be 85 degrees here tomorrow, so that's going to be fun. Maybe I'll hit up the lake. Who really knows? But either way, next Monday, you know where to find us. The only place that anybody should ever be on a Monday night, and that's right here on Blog Talk Radio. We will see you then, Icon, Granny Hoekster, hopefully Doug Masters, if if, we're, if, uh, if he's feeling better. And uh, since, we, um, since we're taking over, uh, just, just like we did to, to Texas, New Mexico, and Louisiana, uh, since we're annexing the Jordan Garber Cut the Promo podcast, uh, you can listen to us on Sundays as well. One of the three of us at least will be there, and uh, hopefully we will uh, we will get to the bottom of Toilet Flush Guy. So, that being said, lady and gentlemen, we will see you next week. No, not going to sign off. Oh no, oh, icon dropped. All right, well icon dropped. All right, Granny, have a good, have a good one. I was waiting for you guys. I, I paused there, waiting for you guys to be like, bye. And did you both just sat there? So right, anyway, bye everybody. Have a good we'll night, you everybody. There we go. That's what we're waiting for. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.